Adobe's Past and Present Podcast. It's February 9th, 2022, and this is episode 81. I'm your host, Stanford Clark, and I'm podcasting from the crossroads of the West in beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. Just like my blog, moviespastandpresent.com, I'll be providing recommendations, commentary, and reviews about current and classic cinema. Thanks for tuning in, and let's do this thing. Theaters uh, this Friday, February 11th, we've got three releases. Uh, first up is Death on the Nile. This is a mystery from 20th Century Studios. It's directed by Kenneth Branagh. And uh, of course, as we all know, it's based on the novel by Agatha Christie. Uh, it again features the Belgian sleuth Hercule Poirot, uh, also again portrayed by by uh, Kenneth Branagh. Uh, Poirot's Egyptian vacation aboard a glamorous river steamer turns into a terrifying search for a murderer when a picture-perfect couple's idyllic honeymoon is tragically cut short. Set against an epic landscape of sweeping desert vistas and the majestic Giza pyramids, this dramatic tale of love gone wrong features a cosmopolitan group of impeccably dressed travelers and enough wicked twists and turns to leave the audience guessing until the final shocking reveal. Uh, Death on the Nile is rated PG-13 by the Motion Picture Association for violence, some bloody images, and sexual material. I've had a chance to see Death on the Nile, and uh, I will be reviewing it later in this podcast. Next up is Marry Me. This is a romantic comedy from Universal Pictures, and it's directed by Kat Coiro. This uh, film stars uh, Jennifer Lopez, a.k.a. J-Lo. Uh, she plays um, herself. No, actually, she's play. It sure looks, seems like it. She's playing a megastar, like a pop star, pop music star, uh, who is going to have a very public wedding with her boyfriend. And also, they recorded a, a, a hit single together which is called you know shockingly marry me uh they're going to uh get married before an audience of their fans in a ceremony that will also be streamed across the internet so uh cut to uh a divorced high school math teacher uh who is played by owen wilson who has been dragged to this event by his daughter and uh Maybe if you haven't seen the trailer already, it, uh, the J-Lo character finds out that her her musician um, boyfriend slash fiance has been cheating on her. And she finds this out literally seconds before this event is to go live. Uh, and so um, in a moment of what the press materials call inspired insanity, uh, the J-Lo character chooses to marry uh, the divorced high school math teacher. Um, again, played by Owen Wilson. So uh, it it uh, it asked the universal question, and uh, I'm not sure if this is the universal question, but again, you know, I'm just the reporter. Can two people from such different worlds bridge the gulf between them and build a place where they both belong? Um, my guess is yes for this movie, but we'll have to see. Uh, uh, Marry Me uh, is also really the only 
kind of classic Valentine's Day romantic comedy that 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 we're getting this uh, this season. So uh, anyway, uh, we'll hope it's good. Uh, Marry Me is rated PG thirteen by the Motion Picture Association for some language and suggested material. Uh, next up is Blacklight, which is a thriller from Briarcliff Entertainment, and no, I haven't heard of them either. Uh, and it's directed by Mark Williams. Uh, this is, uh, as, as they're claiming, a tense action thriller. Liam Neeson stars as a freelance government operative living on the fringes and coming to terms with his shadowy past, which frankly sounds like um, every Liam Neeson film from like the last 10 years. Um, when he discovers an undercover team that's targeting U.S. citizens, uh, Liam Neeson's character finds himself in the crosshairs of the FBI um, and uh, he's attempting redemption by enlisting a journalist to help him get the truth out. Uh, but by doing so, his daughter and granddaughter are threatened, which again, um, also sounds like every Liam Neeson film <laughs> from the last while. Um, so, uh, Blacklight, you know, and also pre COVID, all these Liam Neeson films were released in January. This one, this one uh, is this one gets a February release, um, but anyway, uh, chances are excellent. I'm going to be passing on Blacklight because I already I, I've already seen the movie previously <laughs> uh, on a Liam Neeson film from years past. Um, Blacklight is rated PG-13 by the Motion Picture Association for strong violence, action, and language. So again, three uh, new movies to check out. Uh, this weekend, Death on the Nile, Marry Me, and Blacklight. For reviews, as we would like to talk about Death on the Nile which is that new retelling of, of the classic Agatha, Agatha Christie uh, book of the same, of the same name. Um, as I mentioned, I got to see a, an early screening of it and it's, it's really quite good. So I, I, I am not that familiar with the source material. I, I have not read the book. There was a film version done in 1978 that I've seen it stars Peter Ustinov in the role of Hercule Poirot, and it's just got a, just a terrific all you know all star cast. It's got Betty Davis, Mia Farrow, Lois Childs, Olivia Hussey, George Kennedy, Angela Lansbury, uh, David Niven, Maggie Smith, and Jack Warden. So re really you know solid cast, uh, and and I quite like I quite like that version. I think it's I think it's a very entertaining uh, murder mystery. This new version is uh, uh, quite uh, flashy, and I don't mean that in a negative in a negative sense. It's just it's really just beautifully uh, made, great great cinematography, and, and then great direction from from uh, Kenneth Branagh. It also has quite the all star cast, of course, Kenneth Branagh as as a Poirot. And uh, but it's got Tom Bateman, Annette Benning, Russell Brand, 
Don French, Gal Gadot, Army Hammer, uh, Emma Mackey, Jennifer Saunders, and Letitia Wright, among others. And uh, it, it, uh, you know, beautiful costumes, beautiful setting. The boat they're on is just an absolute knockout. So for just kind of a great visual escape, that that part I I uh, really really uh, enjoyed. The uh, the murder mystery itself maybe takes a little bit longer to get rolling. However, you know there's a lot of characters to introduce and a lot of stuff going on. So it for me it never really bogged down. The uh, uh, and and also uh, I I just I thought that the the the, the editing and the pacing of the film overall was 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 really uh, expertly done one thing that happens in this film that didn't really happen in the 1978 version is there's there's quite a bit of an exploration about Poirot himself and I don't know if that happens in the you know in the book and uh, I didn't mind it I thought it was an interesting take to make you know him you know more of a more of a true character in the story rather than just you know just the you know, the, the detective that comes in and solves the case so uh, you know if you've seen if you've read the book <laughs> let me know if uh what uh which version and and you've seen both film versions the 78 one and then this new one which one is 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 truer to the book? But still, I thought that this 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 new retelling of it was solid and uh, was enjoyable and and definitely you know it's worth seeing on the big screen. It's playing exclusively on the big screen right now, and uh, you know we'll uh, we'll see if it, if uh, if it resonates with movie going audiences. It definitely resonated uh, with me. Cinema Corner, Turner Classic Movies is uh, doing another big screen classics screening this month, and it's Lady Sings the Blues, which is celebrating its 50th anniversary. This film celebrates the great American singer Billie Holiday, and uh, really, I think the the thing that's most memorable about this film is that it's the film debut of Diana Ross. Uh, and Diana Ross plays Billie Holiday. And not only does she play her, she, she, uh, she sings all of, all of the Billie Holiday songs that get included in the, in the film. Diana Ross, you know, is, of course, uh, no stranger to music, being part of, of uh, the Supremes. And, and she proves herself, I think, to be just a, quite a good quite a good uh actress you know the film i uh i've seen it before it's it's really a bit of a a downer and not necessarily just a great movie as i mentioned i think what's really impressive about uh is about diana ross's uh performance um not necessarily 
that flattering to Billie Holiday. And again, she had a hard life, but, uh, but, you know, interesting. And also that it's the 50th and, you know, the 50th anniversary, um, also starring the film, Billy D Williams, uh, Richard Pryor and, uh, Scat McCruthers. It's just, you know, it's got a, it's got, it's got a really good, it's got a good, um, cast. So, so if you want to check out lady sings the blues on the big screen, uh, it's playing two nights, or excuse me, I guess two days, and you know, and you have to check your local listings. But it's Sunday, February twentieth, and Wednesday, February twenty third. Usually, the, the the theaters in my market play at play like one show in the afternoon and one show in the evening for these Turner Classic movies. But honestly, it always depends. So, so yeah, check your local listings. You can also go to the Fathom Events website. It's fathomevents.com/tcm. I'll have a link to it in the. In, in the podcast notes on my blog, but uh, you can check out uh, again, see if it's playing at a theater near you and check out the movie times. And, and uh, anyway, always fun to see classic cinema on the big screen. Academy Award nominations uh, were just announced, and we've got some good stuff. I, I'm going to focus on. I'll put a link to the to the, to the all the nominees in the podcast notes on my blog. But you probably have already, uh, of course, seen them and heard them. But um, I just want to go over briefly the five films that were nominated for best animated feature film, and then and then the uh, ten films that were nominated for best picture. So for animated feature films, we've got just, you know, a, a great variety of all really good films. So uh, Disney's Encanto was nominated. And uh, of course that made me happy. That's a musical. It's, it's uh, got songs by Lin-Manuel Miranda and just the stunning animation from the team of Walt Disney Animation Studios. Uh, also nominated is a film called Flea, spelled F-L-E-E. Flea, I, I saw it at the Sundance Film Festival last year. But what's interesting about it, it's, it's a film that uh, is from, uh, it's done by some Danish filmmakers. And it's not only is it an animated film, but it's, it's a documentary. And, and, uh, it's it's a it's about a gay man who is sharing his story for the first time about his hidden past of fleeing his home country of Afghanistan uh, to Denmark and what his life was like as a, as a refugee, and uh, it's it was it it was very well made and I can see why why uh, it got nominated. Not only did this film get nominated for. Best Animated Feature, it also got nominated for Best Feature Documentary. So uh, that's Flea. Uh, next up in this category is Luca from Pixar Animation Studios. Uh, you know, again, just 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 a delightful film and happy that it's, that it's gotten recognized. Uh, the Mitchell versus the Machines. So uh, that 
that actually was is a very well made film too, and 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 happy that it got that it got nominated. And then finally, another another film from uh, Walt Disney Animation Studios, Raya and the Last Dragon. You know, Disney released two animated uh, films last year. Uh, so, so uh, anyway, those five. Uh, if you, if you haven't already seen them, uh, you know, Encanto, Luca, and Ryan the Last Dragon and Dragon are all available on Disney Plus. The Mitchells versus the Machines is available on Netflix. And you know, I'm not sure the best way to see Flea. You might need to rent it. I'm not. I don't believe it's playing on a on a, on a streaming service. But uh, you know, now that it's been nominated, it's probably gonna it's gonna increase its visibility too. So keep your eyes peeled. I might be playing it at at a local theater near YouTube. So so that's for best animated feature film. Now just to quickly over to look at the films that were nominated for best picture. Uh, We've got Belfast. Uh, speaking of Kenneth Branagh, that's another one of his films, and uh, that's a bit of a, a biopic about himself. Uh, Coda. Uh, Coda is a, a very interesting film about a young girl who is the only hearing member of her family. All her parents and her brother are are all deaf, and. And uh, I believe that CODA is an acronym for something like uh, Child of Deaf Adults or something, something to that extent. I hope, hope I'm saying that, that that's correct. Um, next up is Don't Look Up, which is a film that I, I, I reviewed in a previous episode. But that's, that's that uh, uh, crazy satire that, that's playing on, on, on Netflix. Uh, then there's the film Drive My Car which is a Japanese film and one that's been getting rave, absolute rave reviews. And I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to check it out. It's one of those I still need to see. Uh, I was happy to see that Dune got nominated for best picture. Although in a bit of snub, uh, the director, Denis Villeneuve, uh, he, he did not get a best director nomination, which I think a lot of people are viewing as a major snub. But, you know, that's just how these things work. Uh, then King Richard got nominated. And uh, that's the movie about the Williams sisters, the tennis players, with uh, Will Smith playing their father. Licorice Pizza, which I've heard really good things about. That's another one I, I, I need to see. Uh, Nightmare Alley got, got nominated from from Guillermo del Toro, and then the uh, the Power of the Dog, which is a, a western directed by Jane uh, Campion, who's made quite a, quite a comeback. It I believe the Power of the Dog has has overall gotten the most nominations uh, of of uh, in all the Oscar categories, and then finally West Side Story. I was so happy that it got nominated. I. You know, of course, it's, it was my favorite picture of uh, of last year, and 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 uh, I was just I was just th- thrilled to see that it got uh, recognized in this in this way. I typically try to challenge myself to see all the films that have been nominated for Best Picture, and I think I'm going to do that again this year. I know that Cinemark is offering, uh, you know, kind of they're ha- going to have an Oscar Movie Week next month. There's more information on their website. I'll put a link to the to it in 
the podcast notes on my blog. Uh, but uh, but uh, other theater chains do it too. So again, check your local local listings because uh, you know again I if possible I, I I love to see these movies on on the big screen. So they're the they're the uh, they're the nominations and 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 uh, hopefully you'll have a chance to to see the ones you that you want to see as well. And again, may the best picture win. does it for this episode of the movies past and present podcast again links and more information about the movies discussed in today's podcast can be found in the podcast notes on my blog at moviespastandpresent.com subscribe to the podcast on apple podcasts uh, i'm also on spotify google podcasts and stitcher links are on the blog and follow me on instagram my handle is at movies p-a-p as always i hope you'll enjoy some good movies this week whether they be from the past or the present Thanks again for listening, and until next time, be safe out there and dedicate yourself to the truth.